but stupidity tries. Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! This is Asinine Radio. This week, it's a big one. It's a big one. This is where I get to try to redeem myself from the very beginning of the pod when we did the Elliott Smith album, Either Or, where I royally fucked up, according to Jeff and Mike. So I get to try to make up for that. Um, So for this episode, we do have friend of the pod, Mike, on the episode to talk about the album of the week. Hello. Uh, On the other end... Hundreds of miles away across the United States is a friend of mine. His name is Jeff. And uh, we're going to be getting into uh, quite an album today. Probably Some might say the most popular album from this man. Am I right, Mike? Mike? Uh, de- no. Debatable. Is it debatable? I would say not the most popular album. Okay. Well, this week, well, I'm sure we'll get into that. Uh, but this week, we're getting into the, um, the Elliott Smith album, Figure Eight. Elliot Smith was born August 6th, 1969, and he passed away October 21st, 2003. During his career, he put out six albums, one live album, and was adored by many fans before and after his death. Figure Eight, the album we're doing today, is his fifth album. 
and last while he was still alive. It was released on April 18th, 2000, with all songs written by the man himself. And he goes by Elliot Smith. Smith. Now, Mike. Yes. You are you are a big a big Elliot fan. Fanboy, yes. You are a fanboy. Yes. I want to know, is this your favorite Elliot Smith album? It is not. Is either or? It is. Favorite. Okay. But you didn't want to do that album again. We've done it. And you but shit on it. It's a lost, lost episode. It's nobody can even hear it. It's that lost. <laughs> I still remember it. You can't even go back and hear it anymore. It's gone. It's gone. It's gone. We got rid of, well, we didn't get rid of it. It's just hidden somewhere on the on the internet. So it's not but, lost. Well, it's lost to some. Let's just say that. How is it even possible? Does it make any sense? Well, it's lost to some people. I don't know. Some people are. Then it's not lost. It is. The lost. people are lost. Not the uh, the item itself isn't lost if somebody knows where it's at. But is it really an item if there's if it's not something tangible? If it's not something physically there, is it even an item? I mean, like I don't know. Fucking bank accounts aren't tangible. But is that your money in there? Not really. I mean, it's money somewhere. doesn't exist. It's somewhere. Hmm. Debatable. Is it in the cloud? But is that even real? That's the thing. It's the not a physical. Real. No, it's a, not a physical entity. It's I feel like we're just going to go into simulation theory here, and then that's <laughs> that, that, that's where this is leading to. I was hoping that's that was the whole uh, whole yeah, idea for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. So, Mike, you've been into Elliot Smith for well, I don't even know since you were a, a young teen, I would assume, a young tween, like end of high school, I would say. End of high school, okay. And Jeff, you were never into Elliot Smith, correct? I think I only got into Elliot Smith briefly and and very small scale was because of Mike. And I was never that into him. I only liked like several songs, notably Angelus. Mm, That's probably like my favorite one until now. But um, that's probably his that's probably one of his best song, maybe. Really? That's a bold statement. The guitar in that song is so good. Sucker. We're gonna talk about the instruments or we're gonna talk about the lyrics? Oh well this one has a lot of both. A lot of bit of both. A lot of bit of both. A lot of bit of both. (laughs) Well, Tyler's all prepared to talk about lyrics because last time He's like, well, I don't really care about lyrics. Well, you know. I, I did say that like two and a half years ago when we did that album. But the way we do the pod now, we do lyrics for every album now. We get we get really deep, much deeper than we used to. Oh. So so it's not that far of a stretch from what we normally do. All right. <coughs> Excuse me. But uh, what do we have? Let, let's start off with stinkers. Do we have any stinkers on this record? I have some stinkers. Really? Yeah. Oh my god! I do not like. Um, <laughs> um, everything means nothing to me. Okay, and why is that? Like, I think it's a cool song, but then the lyrics are just—it's just so repetitive, especially toward the end. Yeah, definitely. it's like literally like oh. almost two minutes of him saying the same thing <laughs> over and over. I—that's I, very true. I think we might see a shift. Because I think Uh-oh. I think the the repetitiveness of this ending is the song, but I think we might see a shift where Tyler was once the Padawan and Mike was the master. But I think now Tyler may be the master and Mike has become the Padawan. In because, what way? Because he hates the repetitiveness of like the outro. And but I think everything means nothing to me. That repetition of that that line, I think that's like him trying to be impactful. I think that's him trying to get across like his message. That's the purpose of the song because his lyrics throughout this entire song are coming off as 
just apathetic and kind of overall sad. Yeah. I don't like this song either. I think I think musically, I don't. I think it's boring. <laughs> so, but I mean, but like, I don't think but, it's a very but, great song. But your either. reason for for disliking it because it's repetitive, I think that's the point. That doesn't make it. He might have. That might have been the point of the song, but it doesn't make it a good song. He might have got his point across with the repetitive nature of it, but does that make it a good song? I, no. I don't think it's a it's a good song, but I think that I, I, th- I think it's important to note that he did achieve what he was trying to do yeah and you hate him and for did it you, did you guys read i can agree with that did you guys read how he wrote this song i did not or what led to the writing of this song no Jeff? no enlighten us tyler so <clears throat> at the time <clears throat> while he was writing this record uh elliot smith was having an argument with some friends about his future career and I, but some people were saying it wasn't just his friends it was also the record label oh and stuff like yeah that. i did read this and how he should be living and all that stuff so elliot smith being as kind of dramatic as he was at times he took out a knife he carved the word now into his arm and began writing the song on a piano with just the blood dripping up all over the piano and that's how this song was written Ooh, that's good i like that it's just it's so it's so fucking dramatic i i just it, everything i read about elliot smith this week it just seems something well, was he on that drugs wasn't at real. the time uh f- from what i got he hadn't his heroin addiction hadn't started yet because I know he got like deep into like heroin like at the end yeah. of this tour. Yeah, it was it was heroin and crack he got really into on the figure eight tour. Yeah. And then that's when just it all spiraled and then he, he killed himself. Yeah. But but no, as far as I know, I know allegedly. He, allegedly. That's yeah, that's all, that's like the biggest thing with Elliot Smith that I I kept thinking to myself is allegedly cuz that specific instance and then I followed like the trail and it led to a spin article that was written and it's like spin itself is fucking just the name spin. I mean Come on. It's garbage. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, the, the person that wrote, I, f- I can't remember the person's name, but the person that wrote that article that alleged that incident happened, the more you read the article, I mean, it was it was very genuine and talks about how the guy who, re- who wrote the article saw Elliot Smith in like the early 2000s before he died. And then Elliot Smith would come on stage and sit down. And he'd be so fucked up. He can't remember yeah. any lyrics. He can't remember what's going on. He'd be constantly apologizing to everybody, and then like mid set, he just walk like get up and walk away. I remember a story. Um, so this is like deep into the tour. He was like, like you're just saying, like super fucked up. Um, and then he started getting banned from all these venues, and he couldn't go back there. So he had to start bur- booking shows under a different name. I didn't know this. Yeah, and then he would s- show up to the show, and, uh, the venue, and didn't do the show as Elliot <laughs> Smith. Um, but I would recommend, so they just made it available. I think you can purchase it now, um, online to stream. It's his, uh, the documentary about him searching for Elliot Smith. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw it in theaters probably seven years ago now. Um, but it goes over like his whole life, his whole musical career. It's really interesting. Hmm. I so mean, he has an, in- I feel like he does have an in- interesting life. I think he, yeah. at times he was very dramatic, but I mean, well, I feel like if that's he, that's rightfully so. But. He's one of those people, like he's kind of like a like a child star, you know. Like he's he, not yeah. he's not ready for. He acts like <laughs> a child star, even though he wasn't. Yeah, well, he, even he, though he's a grown. I don't. He's man. he's not ready for like all the attention, and he doesn't know how to handle it. You yeah, know? but and I mean, he doesn't want it. But a lot of a lot of artists did, but they didn't act this way. True. You know, it's like Kurt Cobain didn't couldn't handle it, but he didn't he didn't cut into his arm saying, you know, I'm being all fussy right now and I'm no he just blew his head off 
Allegedly. Allegedly. Like Elliot Smith allegedly it's stabbed true. himself. It's true. Did yeah. you guys see that documentary on Kurt Cobain on Netflix? Uh, no, I right not on Netflix. I think it's on... Rank- I think it might still be on. I watched it a couple years ago. It, I've seen a few. Hey, man, it left some... I know there's a lot of weird yeah, it's things a weird about shit. That. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen a lot of documentaries about Kurt's death over yeah. the years. It's pretty, pretty crazy stuff. Has anybody, suicide note and has anybody ever like like claimed that Dave Grohl had a had a part in this? Because the only no. person that benefited from his death was like Dave Grohl. <laughs> That's true, yeah. How did he benefit? Is he he's, go food he, he's an arguably like the biggest plain vanilla rock band of all time. True, yeah. Uh, yeah, true. They're no rise against. True. Oh true. <laughs> but Courtney Love gained a lot from his death too. Who? You know, Courtney Love. Courtney Love. Exactly. What'd she gain? I mean, she got his entire Tem- temporary estate, fame, and she mm. got more fame. Even though some people believe that she was the reason behind his death, you know, she's it still gave her a lot of fame with Hole and her solo career. And I mean, and then, and then that led that led into her acting career, which she was pretty successful in in the late nineties, early two thousands. Mm. So, yeah, a lot of theories about both these guys, but in yeah. the end, I just think a couple of depressed guys. Yeah, well, Elliot I mean, Smith's death is 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 definitely more questionable than Cobain's. It's yeah, very much yeah. so. I mean, I mean, we might as well get into it now since okay. we're already on the topic. Do it. Um, if you don't know, Elliot Smith was 34 when he died, and uh, he stabbed himself in the chest. Yes, twice. And when he was, so this the the story according to his girlfriend, they had an argument. She went to go take a shower, locked herself in the bathroom. And then she heard screaming, so she came out of the bathroom and saw Elliot with uh, a knife in his chest, sticking out of his chest, so she pulled it out, which you should not do. But she did that, and then he died an hour later at the hospital. And according to the autopsy, they have said that it looks like there were no hesitation wounds, which most suicides that way are. There's there's some sort of indication that there was was hesitation. Um, but yeah, there was nothing with him, which is very, very strange. Unless he was just that out of his mind. That's fine. It's just Rupert barking, enjoying Rupert. himself. Was he barking at? I think Ryan came home. Yeah. Um, but anyway, and then uh, I was going to say something else, but now I forgot. I think I, th- I think they were saying too that uh, like his clothes were on, and I, I mean just like what I gathered from just like two different things I read. That when people stab themselves, maybe they take their their shirt off if they're going to stab themselves in the chest. Like, uh, why like do kind it? of scene where they're going to stab and stuff. Yeah, oh, okay. like why do it through that. your clothes? But yeah, you got to imagine there's going to be the hesitation wounds. Mm-hmm. Like, and another thing was that he uh, he he had been sober for months. Yeah. So he wasn't, and they and they did toxicology reports, and everything came back with prescribed drugs, like the right level of prescribed drugs. So the the antipsychotics, the, the antidepressants, and I think like a bipolar or some some other medication. But sometimes people, when they're sober, that's like the worst time of their life. That's why they take they, drugs because true. they don't like their life like that. True. You know? Yeah. Also, I, too, that funny. there was uh, was it like the post-it note that was found? Was that like his name was misspelled on it or something? Or like the writing was off on it or something so, like that? Yeah, I think at least not his real name. It, it, that that's just like an adopted name no. by him. And and then the note itself was not the way. Elliot was normally written. Yeah, it was something weird like that. Or was it that the article that wrote up the story misspelled his name or something like that? I don't... I forgot how I read it. I know there was was something weird with the post-it note. Yeah, but all it said was, I'm so sorry, Elliot, Elliot, or love Elliot, and it said, God save me or something like that. It's all covered in the documentary, by the way. I mean, it might be an interesting documentary, but... I'm going to purchase it. And the fact that he had not spoken to... 
that dude Rob or something in like in a very long time, and then hit him up to come out to L.A. to record. To record. Yeah. And then kill himself, and it just it just seemed weird. Like, why would you reach out to somebody to start over to to build bridges and, and mend relationships just to kill yourself later? It's just all like all all these things individually don't make that big of a difference, but when you add them all together, all the yeah. small things, as Tom would say, <laughs> they all add up. But then, who would who would want to kill Elliot Smith? Like. I can't imagine him having any enemies. If anyone, it's his girlfriend at the time. Yeah, but then after he died, she and his his like parents were given his estate. So it's like if there was enough evidence built up against her, she wouldn't have had any part of his estate after he died. But she did get a part of it. See, but if there was enough evidence, they would have charged her. True, but I think if there were any shred of evidence, she wouldn't have got any part of his estate. Because they, they would have argued that in the court. I th- about who gets and and the parents would have gotten involved and said no, she doesn't deserve any any part of his his estate at all. I don't think this that, is this problem. is a case of like murder suicide. I think this is a case of like almost like assisted suicide, to Maybe. where Elliot. I mean, like just in like the music that we've done from him. And I, I haven't listened to all his albums, but just from doing the past album and then this one, like I don't think this dude like cares. Like if he dies or lives, I think he is so apathetic to that, and he just does not care. And so I think that his girlfriend helping him with this could be like a factor. Not that she's murdering him, but I don't think he had the balls to do it himself because in songs he talks about that in this album where he kind of just doesn't want to go through with it and he's just in this like weird purgatory. And well, I, al- this album, I almost think that like his girlfriend helped him just commit suicide by stabbing him. This album is kind of like he's trying to find out who he wants to be and he doesn't know. Like he knows like the versions of himself that he's seen and he doesn't like those versions but he doesn't necessarily know what he wants to be if anything you know yeah ah, i don't know man he's he was a troubled man for sure what do you guys feel about an ugly that, what, what's it called ugly. when they do the albums after de- their death posthumous. posthumous posthumous yeah what do you guys feel about like those type albums <coughs> i think it depends it depends it really depends yeah. it depends on how much of it is written when it was written, if it was written to be an album and then he that that person died, or if they're just taking a but like a, like a compilation type of thing, and then releasing yeah. that because as I mean as far as as far as like everything goes, by right is the last thing that we know of Elliot Smith that was okayed by him and released. Yeah, well, I'm pretty sure. So the last album that was released for him from a basement on a hill that was the posthumous. Yes, yeah, posthumous album. Um, I'm pretty sure the last album, or I'm sorry, the last song that he wrote was a, f- a fond farewell. And that was on that record? Yeah. But, see, but was that, I haven't listened to it, but is that record actually complete? Like, was it completed prior to his death? Because I know, like, like what we talked about, that guy Rob Pat Banch or whatever. Schnapp. The producer? Schnapp, yeah, the, the producer. He was Schnapp. coming out to mix the record. So yeah. that implies that the record was done. I'm pretty he sure. Came out to mix it. Pretty sure it was complete. Because I, I know that he had intentions for that last album. He wanted it to be like, have like a B-side to it, you know? Okay. That's why it was so many songs. Yeah. Well, yeah. He, want, yeah, he wanted it to be like a double album or something. Yeah. Something like that. It has some really good songs on it, too. <coughs> there's just there, there's so many things that go into whether or not a band is going to release wow. material or how they release it. But even if a guy writes, or a girl, whoever writes, you know, 10 songs for an album... And we see this a lot, like with early Weezer that that would do this, and they really they they write ten songs for an album, and then they mix it, 
and then it's done and then they realize like dude i don't like the way it's sequenced let's take this song out i have another song written for this and so we don't know if that would have been the case because he was dead and so we don't know exactly what was going on so for all like intents and purposes the last thing that we hear that was okayed and stamped by elliot smith was was by was yeah, this was album and by true I like to think that it, and that's fucking like they, weird. They, I mean, we that can they just, had come on that they had him in mind, like because it's the same producer that did Figure Eight, that did XO, that did the final album from from a Basement on a Hill. So I like to think that, like, he would have got it semi close to what Elliot would have wanted. Yeah, I agree. I, I would think so too. But I mean, Elliot's mindset. I mean, just looking at his different albums that we've done before, and this one, like the dude's mind is is in completely different places. And yeah. I mean, sort of just like, uh, I don't, I don't know. Like it's, it's just, it's just very bizarre. It's just very weird. And I don't mind posthumous album releases. I, I don't, I mean, Sublime had like arguably one of the best ones ever, but Johnny Cash had a lot of posthumous releases too. That were pretty good. He had too many though, to kind of act like, he had like the gravity of them. The material. Yeah. But I don't Do mind guys... them, but I don't know. I, I, I take them with a grain of salt for sure. Yeah. So, like, we're talking about, like, Elliot kind of, like, trying to decide, like, who he wants to be, like, as a person. Do you guys get that with in this album with the song structure? Like, how, like, I feel like a lot of the songs are so diverse between, like, kind of, like, the polished, like, full band and then kind of, like, a throwback to what he was before with just him and the guitar. I feel like it's a good overview of his career. Definitely. Because, yeah. I mean, there's, like, what, three songs? Maybe No, I think there's three where it's just him and an acoustic guitar and the rest are, are full bands. Yeah. But then some of the full band stuff is just straight up like Beatles music. Like it's oh, not, there's not covers. so much Beatles influence here. There's a ton of Beatles. It's One song was, was a little, I got a little like a Beach Boys from it too. Well, Which the Beatles ripped off the Beach Boys, so that's why you got that. No, they didn't. But <laughs> um, but I, well, I mean, I think like, well, the song we were, we've been talking about, Everything Means Nothing to Me, that is straight Beatles yes. inspiration right there. That. And then just even like the the repetitiveness of it too, it just seems kind of like early Beatles, just straight kind of poppy. I mean, he is a huge Beatle fan too. Yeah, well, he used to cover their music all the time. Yeah, one of the so, B sides on this on this album was a Beatles cover to the B sides or something. I think it's called or because yeah, wasn't because he, wasn't he supposed to do a cover of Hey Jude for uh, Royal Tenenbaums? That's what it was. Oh. And he didn't do it? He ended up not doing it because he was so strung out. He died. Dang, that would have been well, such no, a he, cool one. He was just really strung out. Like, Wes yeah. Anderson, like, reached out to him and said, I want you to do a cover of Hey Jude for the movie. You know, I really... And they, they tried to get it together, but he just... He was so too strung out, out and he couldn't... He couldn't pull it together to record it. So they ended up using another Elliot Smith song for that. Like, an actual already made song okay. for the Royal Tenenbaums. I don't remember what song it was, but... Yeah, they tried to get him to do a Beatles song for it. Right. I don't... I thought was interesting. I don't like this song in particular. It's 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 okay. But I got a very, very big like Norwegian wood feel to it, which was color bars. Color bars, all right, yeah, yeah. I feel like the percussion in that was very much of like Norwegian wood, and kind of the way like the, like the vocals and the keys just sort of follow each other in much mm-hmm. the same way. Like was that a sitar in Norwegian wood? Yeah, it's a sitar. Sitar and, and the vocals kind of follow each other in that song too. He does use a lot of different inf- instruments. Yeah, more so than on either or, for sure. This well, is either or mostly was acoustic it had some drums yeah some drums and bass but this one he really expanded on on like in um was it uh happiness was that like the um 
Was that on this album? I think so. Yeah, happiness is is that like a toy piano kind of the intro? Oh yeah, it sounds like it, or like a um, or like a wind up. Or it could be a toy piano, but like a wind up um, like music box. Yeah. that's what it sounded like. Uh, so do we have any other stinkers on here? Getting I back to that. I personally have no stinkers. I don't have any. I don't have any true stinkers. No. Um, just no. That, you know, I'd some say yeah the. Everything means nothing to me. I mean, that's really the, you really don't like that song, huh? Like, I don't mind the sound of it. I just don't like the repetition. Like okay. a, after, like he starts repeating it for twenty seconds. I'm like, okay, cool. I'll go to the next song. You know? <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's understandable. Okay, so we got the stinkers out of the way. Uh, what are some bangers from each of us? Ooh. What do we got? So one of my favorite songs is "Everything Reminds Me of Her." Okay. It's just like it's just like kind of classic like Elliot Smith, just him and a guitar. Mm-hmm. That's one of my my bangers. Too. Yes. Yeah. Okay, I, I, I it's mean, very melancholy. The lyrics on it, his vocals on it. Yeah. I I with this song I, from what I got lyrically, it sound it could it could sounds like it could go two different ways. It could be about a breakup and about how he misses her so much, but then from further reading into his past. It sounds like it could also mean a, him, but talking about him leaving his mom when he was 14 or 15 to move mm-hmm. with his dad in Portland and leaving her with her, her abusive husband. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I saw, I read that, that it could be taken two different ways, which, I mean, knowing him and how he feels about things, absolutely. I think, I, I think like, leaving his mom to, with his abusive stepfather is, is, is the route that he's probably going. The reason why this song is not a banger for me is just because I think his vocals are too high. They're mixed too high. Too yeah. too high pitch? No, like just they're 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 louder than too loud? everything else. And like, I don't okay. know, it just kind of bothered me. But I, I put this in okay slash banger. It was almost a banger, but just that one small thing knocked okay it down. Okay slash banger. <laughs> See, my my bangers tend to be more of the uh, the just, full band. No, the just him and the acoustic guitar. Stupidity tries. Um, maybe I have to look at my note, like look through my notes again. But yeah, this uh, that's pretty much how it goes. That's There's only song. one full band song. That I think is really good. Oh, please say the one I like. Well, Which we already one? played it. It's Son oh. of Sam. Oh, yeah. I, I think Son of I Sam's a Son banger Sam for sure. One of my favorites is um, Wouldn't Mama Be Proud? Uh, let me see here. Uh, I just love it. I love his vocals on it. Okay. Man, that was that was the first song where I wrote, like, dude, these songs are starting to v- severely bleed together. Yeah. I, I wrote the song is okay. The song is okay. But then I couldn't figure out, like, I, going through the lyrics, I read them several times. I don't really know what he's talking about. I couldn't, I couldn't decipher yeah, that one was what all he was trying to say. It just made no sense. It was just like every verse said something different, and I couldn't, I couldn't find the connection between all the verses to figure out what he was trying to say in it. It was very scattered. Maybe he doesn't know what he was trying to say in it. That's I mean, very yeah, possible. You know? Maybe that's why Mama wouldn't Mama be, pr- be proud. Yeah. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? Well, well let's what, go back to to, to, to Son of what? Sam because I think Son of Sam has has a very in, not important but very popular lyric to it, and that was the "I'm not uncomfortable feeling weird" thing. Yeah, that yeah. he says there. I think people like tend to like really really like that lyric, and I think that uh, I think that perfectly like summed up who Elliot Smith was. Like he's just he's so being weird and being like an outcast has been his persona since kindergarten probably and it's just become a part of who he was and he doesn't even care anymore 
I, 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 yeah. I shouldn't say he doesn't care. It doesn't phase him. He's not uncomfortable with it, like he says. Why do you think he chose Son of Sam as a reference in the song? I think because, much like in uh, Senses Fail, where, where, where they talk about how like serial killers get all the fame, but like nobody ever re- remembers the victims and how sad mm-hmm. that is and how shitty that is. I think it's the same way here. It's like he, he feels like he's such a nobody that even people that do heinous crimes and even people that go out and are hated by society will be remembered forever more so than he will. Like his his fame and songwriting is the son of Sam, but he's the victim. Yes. Yeah. I, I Yeah. But he's the victim of not like his personal music. He's the victim of, of the society of L.A., of Los Angeles. That yeah, toxic everyone knows what they see in his public persona, but they don't know him. But then some of the, some of the, the lyrics he writes, especially in the beginning, he talks about like doing something bad. I put that like in, in air quotes, but uh-huh. like him like talking back to his like teacher or manager or something like that. But then the way he kind of relates that to like son of Sam in such an extreme way of the ser- with the serial killer and everything. And then if you kind of read it, read it through, he kind of talks about doing like things to him that are, that are uncommon for him but he kind of relates it to Son of Sam in a weird way. And then at the end of the song, like the last part of the song, he kind of brings it back and he's like, oh, was this just all like what I'm thinking? Is this all kind of like me being dramatic? Is this like a dream that I'm I'm just dreaming up yes. in my mind? Like, I think this it, song... It's a bizarre song. This song did a great job of uh, kind of like making you guess whether or not he's like daydreaming this whole thing or if this is like a fantasy that he wants because even like the noodling on the guitar that kind of goes along throughout the song that kind of goes and ties into like that eclectic feeling and makes you seem as almost like you're in this like weird dream or a fantasy or he's daydreaming what it would be like for people to notice him which is so bizarre too because he was he was pretty popular and people did notice him yeah but i think that just because he's inside his head so much and he's so strung out all the time and because he's in that toxic environment of los angeles it's like the worst city on earth but because he's in that such a toxic environment of los angeles i think that he's He's overthinking things so much to the point where he feels that no one's ever going to remember him yeah. like they will Son of Sam, who was a horrible person. And this was even after his Oscar nomination, too. Oh, yeah, for um, Misery. Miss, Miss Misery. Misery, yeah. 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 <clears throat> um, all right. There's a lot. He, he, he really is kind of like, there are really a lot of ups and downs on this record. It's um, it's it's hard to criticize him because he did like commit suicide for all we know, and to like point out the flaws in this seems kind of fucked up. But this is like a this is like a perfect example of of just you want to be like, dude, you gotta just you gotta chill out, man. You gotta relax, like relax. Yeah. I mean, another song where <clears throat> I don't think the the song itself is that great, but the lyrics I like up until the very end, or like his explanation of the song is junk bond trader. Um, that's a goodie. Like, yeah, like I that's said, the song here. itself is just whatever to me. But the the oh, lyrics, that's a great song. He talks about it, you know an artist being him working in an uninspired environment, just making music that he just doesn't care about, and that that's what that song is about, and that's how he felt about his career. But then he his explanation of the song was like kind of killed it for me because he said that if they refuse that if DreamWorks refused to break his contract. <laughs> He would opt out of his obligations to the record company by taking his own by life. By death, like <laughs> that's hardcore, man. <laughs> but is it? Or I mean, he's he's so unstable. Like 
and nobody picks up on like people pick up on it but then they just brush it off like because you don't know if it's like authentic or not it doesn't matter if it's on authentic i mean this guy is flat out saying i'm going to kill myself true and he even tried to kill himself prior Prior. to his actual death he tried to od like working like ems and things like you know people there are people out there not all of them there's a very few of them that do do this and they, and they do kind of cry wolf like do this. Do do this. Do do this. Do do. <laughs> do do. Oh, like over and over and over and over. And like at what? And you know, obviously, like the worst case scenario is that one time you're like, ah, oh, you're just crying wolf. And then they actually go through with it. That would suck. But there are people out there that just they have no intention of killing themselves. They just they say it. And that I sucks. it's our I responsibility to take every time they say it seriously because well you say that now but like are you willing to drive to somebody's house at four o'clock in the morning because they're you know three times a week because they say they want to kill themselves if it's you jeff yes i would i don't know like you don't but but like just saying yes or no like you you've not been in that situation yet so you don't you don't know for sure and it's It's like that it's easy to quarterback and say yes i would do anything for you but until what cost until when at what cost you remember that girl that got charged recently? Um, like her ex-boyfriend was like, if we don't get back together, I'm going to kill myself. And he said that so many times. And then like finally she's just like, well, go ahead and do it. And then he killed himself. She got oh, charged shit. for that? Yeah, she got charged for murder. And she's what convicted. Fuck? She was convicted? Yep. Wow. There, there's got to be more to it than just like, yeah, go ahead. That's like in a nutshell. That's, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. But... I, I don't know. I feel like there are so many indications that he would actually kill himself, especially this was after he had already tried to, and nobody took him seriously. Like, the dude is fucking carving things into his arm. Allegedly. Allegedly. No, this was, that was true. When Did he, that was from Spin Magazine. You see a video hey, of it? No, I didn't. That like, was an article like written, that, that was an article is, written uh-huh. by a guy who wrote, who wrote that part for Spin. I don't know, man. I believe it. Spin is not a trusted source. I believe it. I yes. believe it. I believe it. No, but he was he was too. clearly so unstable. I believe it. I would say another banger though, somebody that I used to know. Like the uh what's that Hosier song? At first I thought Hosier might have done a cover of this song. Hosier? Hosier. Is it Hosier or Hosier? Hosier, I think. Hosier? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I thought when I read this title I thought, "Oh, this fucker just covered an Elliott Smith song." That was it. Are you talking about Gautier? Gautier. Yeah, that's what Gautier. I'm thinking. Gautier. Somebody that I used to know. Yeah, that song. Oh, I hate said, that song. Take my records. I hate that song too. <laughs> yeah, it's completely different. <laughs> well, I know, but when I read the title, I thought, "Oh, this fucker just stole Elliot Smith's song and then made more money off of it than Elliot ever would." But no. wait, not, not hold like on. That, okay, I'm gonna backtrack a little bit. Go back to Junk Bond Trade. We're, we're skipping around here real quick. Oh yeah. Okay. 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 I can't think that fast. Okay. Okay. I already opened my Corona light. So we're going, Ooh, we're going wild. deep. He's getting toasty. Win He's it, getting baby. extra toasty. Win it. So going back to Junk Bond, junk, fuck, dude. Junk Bond Trader. Junk Bond Jovi. There's, there's a lyric in this, too, <laughs> that I think kind of sums up Elliot Smith entirely at this moment in time. Was when he talks about the policeman directing traffic and he says, keeping everything moving, keeping everything, everything static. static. I think that's mm-hmm. such like a, like if you just think of like a top-down drone picture of like a, of a policeman directing traffic in the middle and everything around him is moving but he's just standing still right yeah. i think that is i think that perfectly explains what elliot smith was feeling in this entire album well i i took it as like kind of like that lyric and kind of like the song is like it's people around him 
telling him what he should be doing. He's on this big label now um, with, with his dream work, right? Mm-hmm. So he should be doing this. He should be doing all that. But he just wants to be himself. He just wants to stay here. Yeah. Like, I think if you go back to, like, his last album, XO, that was, like, his first one on DreamWorks. Like, it was a good album, but it was, like, kind of, like, super, like, a little more polished and everything. Very polished. Yeah. yeah. So, and I th- I feel like that's what the studio told him, like, he had to do. And on this one, like, he had hints of that, but then he tried to take it back to what he wanted to do. So, it's still, like, he doesn't know what to do. And, Tyler, that bee's fucking alive. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Oh, it's moving. Don't kill it. Oh, shit. No, no, it's on the screen. Jeff, there's been this bee on the screen for like three hours, like <laughs> not moving. And we even tried to like push it off of the screen and it wouldn't move. <laughs> oh, it's moving. Now. That's crazy. I think you're right. I think it was like frozen. Right? I think it was too cold for it. And now the sun's on it, so it's starting to move again. That's really weird. I'm glad I didn't touch it. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. Continue. Yeah, that's all I got. Oh. <laughs> I'm just saying, yeah, like it's kind of him fighting between what... He should be like what they're telling him. He should be doing what he really wants to be as an artist. Yeah, but I, I think can see that. I think he's. I agree. I I totally agree. I I think that he's he's okay with just doing what he's doing now, but I think it also like frightens him, because that culture in L.A. You need to be constantly moving. You need to be going, and he mentions kind of like actors along the line. You need to be going to casting calls. You need to be trying to like be better all the time. If you're standing still, then you're drowning. And I think that not only does that lyric kind of coincide with that thought, but also the music here. The, like the music, it's just constantly grinding. It's very monotonous, like an application, but not in sound. It doesn't give you, it, it's not boring the way, the, yeah. w- the way it's presented, but it is very monotonous over and over and over and over. Yeah. And I think the way he kind of blends the thought and the application together, I think is absolutely perfect. Yeah. Uh, let's let's play a little bit of this song because we haven't played anything else. Anything else? So here's a here's somebody that I used to know by Elliot Smith. I had tender feelings that you made hard, but it's your heart, not mine, that's scarred. So when I go home, I'll be happy to go. You're just somebody that I used to know. You don't need my help anymore. It's all now to you, there ain't no before. Now that you're big enough to run your own show, you're just somebody that I used to know. Watched you deal in a dying day Throw a living that passed away So you can be sure that you're in control You're just somebody that I used to know Stay this mad for long Keeping a hold of what You just let go You're just somebody That I used to know 
somebody that I used to know by by Elliot Smith. <laughs> that's not the, the song we were talking about. But that's cool. By the, without what? We were talking about. He's still talking about junk bonds. Oh here. shit! I'm sorry. My bad. Okay. Hey, it's all right, man. <laughs> that's a, that's oh, another man, banger I'm too. Sorry. It is, oh, that shit. is a banger. Idiot. I don't know why. I, I forgot we went back to junk bond trader. You're I'm dumb. So I'm sorry. Oh man. We'll, we'll play. I'll play. I'll play junk bond trader. What? Well, it's it's completely lost all meaning at this point. Oh, I'm sorry. That was yeah. my bad. Why didn't you stop me, Mike? Well, cause I don't know. You didn't. I don't no. think you were paying attention. I, I do right away. No restrictions. Then why didn't you say anything? No restrictions. Uh, no restrictions. Well, Jeff, why didn't baby. you yell anything? Because I thought you, you could have yelled something. Into, like, Flash season two or something. I don't know. What it's you all right. Oh my we'll, god. We'll, we'll fix this in post. No, I'm not gonna fix it. <laughs> we'll fix it in post. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! I fucked that one Just up. Just trust hardcore. and believe that Junk Bond Trainer is good. It's actually a heavier one of his songs too, and then it's a song. It's really song. good. But I guess now we can talk about somebody that I used to know. So uh, I mean, I now I want to play Junk Bond Trainer. Should I just play it? No, because well I'm not going to go over it again. Yeah, well, we're, we're not, not going to go over it. I just but poured just so my heart and soul into about. it, and then you played a different song. Oh, my God. I'm just going to play it. It's so dramatic. Super vague. There. I rectified my mistake by playing Junk Bond Trader. Yeah, Sorry, Jeff. A, that, that sounds a stinker. I don't even like it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> You've ruined it for him. I have. I ruin everything, actually, all the time. It's true. Oh, boy. Well, I guess, yeah, we can get back into somebody that I used to know. Does that sound good? Now that you played another song after? Right? I know, right? I well, make, dude, what sense. are you even doing? Makes sense. Makes uh, sense, right, Jeff? God, you could have you could have at least waited till we talked about Logical. somebody they used to know, yeah. and then went back and then played. Junk yeah, you're Bond. just fucking uh, up, Tyler. But we did talk about somebody I used to. No, know. we didn't. Yes, not, we did. Not, not, ex- not, not like extensively. We like, I know, but briefly we went over it. it. Oh briefly went over it. Well, well, now let's get back into it. Well, all right. I just feel that <laughs> I don't know. Most of the songs on on the album I feel are about himself. Like somebody that I used to know, he's talking about himself. Yeah. 
That's true. All <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was it. All right, cool. But that's all I got. But that, that's all. Somebody that I used to know is one of my favorites, too. Ooh, I, banger? I, it, it is a banger. Um, I just I think he's better with just him and an acoustic guitar. So and you're saying either or the album that you shit on is better than this? Um, As a whole, maybe not. I don't know. Ooh. See, I, it's... I didn't think... Tyler I, refuses to admit know. that his like tastes... They grow up, they they, they mature, mature much like uh, like much like the long debated mirror pond debate where mirror pond is not that great of a beer anymore. It is like he he refuses to like admit that his tastes mature and he matures with them hopefully, and so by by admitting that possibly he made a mistake in ranking the previous Elliot Smith album so low would also open the floodgates to, hey, is Mirapon that low? Is Omar really that good? Is Tom DeLonge <laughs> really that good? And I think well, he doesn't want to... The last two are really that good. He doesn't yeah, want to like, open Star those Wars gates really completely. That good? Exactly. Exactly. It is. Exactly. It As is really that good. Tyler's top three Star Wars, no matter what ever comes out, will always be the original trilogy. No, that's no not true. matter what. That's not true. That is 100% true. It could change. It will not change. No, you never know. You never know. It could happen. Because I know. No, this, you never this know. This is one thing that I do no, know. No, you don't know. This has been handed down by God himself, by Allah himself. They said, they told me that you will never change. And they've seen your death. They no, told they me haven't. I'm not going to tell you. Because you never know. I don't know, but they like, know and they told me. No, so they do don't know. know. But it could happen. And it was peer reviewed by, by each of them. So I do know for sure. <laughs> Okay. Then you don't know for sure if it was actually them telling you that. No, you I do. I, I I went no, to the house. No, you don't know. Be, no, yeah. you can't know because they you never me up. know. I, I, that's why I was late today. He's talking to them. Yes. No, you don't know that but it was that's, actually that. That's why Tyler's so scared to admit that he 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 his tastes mature. That he likes Elliot Smith. I never said I. I liked think him. you said Britney Spears is better than Elliot Smith. That album, yeah. See, like, what, no, that, what album was see, that? That was stupid as that fucking sound. Like, there's no way that he right. legitimately thinks that. He's still just trying to. Like, I had more fun. You crazy? Like two and a half, three years ago, when when we did those albums back to back. That's not what the question I, was. It wasn't. Hey, did you have more fun doing this? That wasn't. That's not. I that's honestly not don't what remember said. what either one of those albums sounded like. No. But I I do remember having more fun listening to the Britney Spears album than I did the Elliott Smith album. No. And that's the truth. So if you don't have fun listening to an album, then it sucks. Is that what you're saying? Well, if you don't get anything from it, like I didn't, like the Elliott Smith album did you didn't get from the Britney Spears album. It was fun. It was like poppy. It was upbeat. <gasps> I don't know. It, it's Elliott Smith didn't do anything. <gasps> so, like, arguably, Spice Girls could be Spice Girls and NSYNC could be the best bands of all time because they're fun. You never know. It could yeah. be. Some some might say they are. And fucking Bizarro World, Bizarro World exists, man. Oh, yeah, in your mind. Have you seen it? I may have. <laughs> uh-huh. I may you have. never know. You, uh, you don't. You never know. Oh my god, dude! Let, let's get back into this album. What what oh other bangers do we have? Don't you use your words, my words against me. Let's do um. Actually, to be honest, everything else I think was okay. There was one song that I thought was okay, almost a banger, and that was "I Better Be Quiet Now." Okay, why is that? That was kind of on the on the verge there. Uh, I th- I think this song just kind of revolved around like his loneliness. And I think that the acoustic guitar, his solo acoustic guitar playing helped with that feeling. And I, I really like the fact that you could hear those little slides on the, when he was going up and down the neck on the guitar. I love yeah. that. He just talks about a lot of the same things. It's like post breakup, 
And it's not even like him really feeling insecure about himself. It's just like it's him missing somebody, you know? Yeah. Which is you don't you don't hear that with a lot of love songs. It's him missing himself. Exactly. I don't think or he's sad, missing yeah. a person. I think I think yeah. he's just he's he's missing like who he was. Yeah, exactly. Or maybe you guys are just looking too too far into it because not. because so. you know it's like it's almost like Elliot Smith's been like martyrized. Is that a word? Sure, it is now. Like martyred. Like it is. I see where you're coming like with that word, but yes. But you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Like, like people look more into it. Like, like you can because make an he killed with, himself. Now we're looking yeah. deeper into his lyrics than we probably should have. Yeah, like you could say the same thing about Nirvana or or other artists who have died, like Jimi Hendrix too. Like, but like people put this, them on a pedestal because they they died so young or so like, tragic. I think he had like two girlfriends. Okay. So I don't think he's writing about either of them. I don't know. And he's fucking ugly, or he was fucking ugly. Like, nobody <laughs> would be his girlfriend. He's so ugly. <laughs> no, but oh, my God. He was such an ugly dude. He was pretty ugly. I think that was the drugs. Degaff, dude. He, he, he was, was ugly so ugly. Uh, he was pretty ugly before. Oh, my God. Like, there are some, like, things that I saw him later on in life, especially that I I would scroll over the picture real quick because I didn't want to look at it. <laughs> like, it was that bad. Um, well, let, let's get into the the cover artwork because it's become like this, this kind of like interesting cult icon thing. It's like know. a a stopping spot. Yeah, I don't remember the exact address. I just know it's on Sunset Boulevard in L.A. I stopped there. I know you, you have a picture in front I of do. it too. Yeah, but apparently they have to like fans actually go out there every so often and they they actually repaint the wall because of all the graffiti and everything. Yeah, all the hoods and fucking L.A. Hate that well, city. It's and the part worst. part of the wall is destroyed now. Well, not destroyed. It was taken over by like another business, yeah. so it doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, it's but crazy. I think most of what you see like in the album cover is still there. Yeah, I think so too. But I mean, it's it's a cool little memorial, and I mean, it's an interesting mural. I forgot. I don't even know who who painted that mural originally. I don't know. Yeah, but that's I not mean, Elliot Smith made it uh, a thing. That's not like the first time that his kind of cover album artwork has been like iconic too in that in that community his second album the self-titled one those people jumping off of the buildings or in between the buildings or whatever it is like the shadow the shadow people mm. like that's a very very well-known iconic uh, cover art in like that indie i don't even think i've realm. ever even seen it if you see like the p like i'll send you a little picture of it okay send me a little picture of it I, I have it i had a painting of it did you? Yeah. When we lived together in Costa Mesa or something? I think so. Alexis may be a, a painting of it. Hmm. I don't remember that. Alexis. <laughs> I wasn't going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> I did. But yeah, uh, like that 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 cover art, that those pictures of the people like jumping in the silhouette of them. Oh, I, I mean, know what you're talking about. That is extremely popular with people. Remember that painting I had? I don't remember you having this painting. Have no. you seen that before though? I've seen this before. Yeah. yeah. That, that's super popular. So... People like Elliot Smith. You know what I mean? Like, I don't understand why people like it that much. Because, again, like, my album rating is not going to reflect kind of how much I'm talking about this album. But people like Elliot Smith a lot. Yeah. Well, who's better, Elliot Smith or Kevin Devine? Oh, Kevin Devine, 100%. Oh, get out of here. Yeah, yeah, every get day of the week, please. Get out of here. Please. How do, you, how do you feel about Elliot Smith as a musician? Like, is he a good musician? I you guys are are the guitar p- players and a Tyler's the established drummer. I think he is <laughs> he is an average to good guitar player. 
I really wish that he would have. He, he used some really cool uh, drummers on this on this album too. He used one of the guys at sessions for REM. Oh, and I didn't know that. He uses like two or three different drummers here, and it's really weird too because the two guys that he used as session drummers for this album, they later on worked together on a different album that I fucking my thing's lagging so I can't tell you right now. But yeah, so like the guy, um, I think his name's oh, fuck, dude. His name's oh fuck, dude. Yeah, his name's <laughs> oh fuck, dude. I'm, no. Yeah, yeah, he did that Joey, other album. Joey, Joey, Joey. Joey Joey War Onker. War Onker. He he was a session get uh, drummer for Beck and REM. And so like they're 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 good drummers and, and they know what they're doing and they know what's going on. And that guy Joey's played with like Roger Waters. He's like I said, he's played with the Beck. He's played with a ton of other guys too, including like Johnny Cash, Yoko Ono, just a bunch of people. Also Tyler too, he's played with Smashing Pumpkins. Oh, oh, so there you go. There's, there's a little Does something. It say what years? He played on uh, specifically the the song "Perfect." I don't know. I'm not familiar with that. It must be like um, the B side or something. Yeah, but he also he also helped Tom York do his uh, the Eraser album. Oh, okay. So that's that's semi iconic. That's a good. That's a good album. Maybe that's what it was where they worked together. But yeah, Elliot Smith like hooked up with all these people that are, I don't want to say like popular, but are well known in like the music biz as being good musicians. Mm-hmm. And so I think Elliot Smith is a fantastic jack of all trades. I think he's good at everything, but he's not great at anything. I agree. I, I think his, his strongest suit are his uh, vocals and his melodies. He has a, he has a way of um, enunciating his words that I feel it's you. It's very unique to himself. And I don't feel like there are a lot of singers out there who have, have do it the same way he has. Like, I, I can't even try to do it myself. It's so weird, and he kind of has, he kind of has this high voice too. But it's, it's not like a Tom DeLonge high or or like a Billy Corgan high. It's it's very soft. He's a very soft spoken man. It's high pitched, but he doesn't he doesn't sing yeah. high high and loud. Yeah, yeah, it's it's like a it's like a it's a high whisper or not even a whisper. It's like this weird. It's this weird spot between like like normal singing and whispering. I call like, it like shy singing. Shy singing. Yeah. <laughs> Just because that's what it, that's what it sounds like. It sounds like a shy kid who just turned his yeah. mic up super fucking loud <laughs> so you can hear him. <laughs> but that's Elliot Smith. Like nobody else yeah. sings like that, and especially in somebody that I used to know. That's like genre defining singing that he's doing along with his guitar playing. I read too that he liked to um, a lot of times he liked to overlay his vocal melodies like with himself, which I thought was kind of cool. Um, just just for fun, like he would just do, and I think that's kind of why you get that kind of really. Um, like full sounding voice to him. Like normally when you hear somebody sing, especially somebody who sings, sings that softly, they're not going to sound that full and that rich, but he does a lot of layering for mm-hmm. himself, which I, I think is, it's a cool technique to do. And he does it really well to where it doesn't sound like autotune. It doesn't sound really cheesy. Like, like even like a song, like I don't want to shit talk the song too much. Cause it's an amazing song, but Bohemian Rhapsody, you can hear in that there's so many vocal layers and melodies in that song, but you can hear where it's cut and where like, it's very chopped, choppy in that song but the way elliot smith does it he he's very very seamless and i I like that part of it technically i like that part of it but that's a comparison i i I agree so you're saying that elliot smith is better than queen no hold on hold on hold on queen said that queen did like like a hundred overdubs like of themselves in various capacities elliot smith probably there's like three of him 
And I, what I'm talking about is one specific Queen song, and I'm talking about the actual technical production of that particular single. And that was so like the first time anyone's some, ever done in it. In some aspects, Elliot Smith is better than Queen. Also, you have to think that Queen song was was written and recorded in the late seven or mid to late seventies, uh-huh. and this was recorded in 1998. So well, a good 20, half, 25 years half later, a, almost half a century <coughs> later. Yeah, well, not not even close to half a century. More like oh, I said, I said almost half a century. No, it's more like quarter century, but that's fine. Yeah, a quarter. That's like fifth. That's almost that's almost half of a half of a century, and then you're almost at a half a century. And you've had a half a century, then you're basically at a hundred years. That was recorded a hundred years ago. That's crazy. Wow, your math is great, man. That's crazy. You should become a mathematician. Uh, but I mean, yeah, technically, I, I I think there's some. He's he's good at what he does on a production standpoint. And I like I do like that he works so closely with what Rob Schnapp Schnapp, Schnapp. Or like they, they work so closely together and I, I like that they're they're so in tune with one another and he and Elliot Smith was so involved in the background part of his career. It I, wasn't just him writing the songs and singing them or playing guitar. He did every he was a part of every step of step of it. And I like that a lot when artists can actually do that and do it well. I read too that Elliot was actually closer with Rob Schnapp his wife than he was with Rob Schnapp. <laughs> oh, so? maybe Rob Schnapp killed Elliot because he got too close to his wife. You maybe. never know, man. Could happen. You never know. Oh, man. So many theories we could start coming up with. But do we want to play any other songs or do you want to round it out? Maybe Final just thoughts? one Well, you've more only happen- played, like technically you've only played two songs and you played them out of mm-hmm. order. No, I played three songs. I played Son of Sam. Well, you have to play I played Junk Bond Trader. I played Junk Bond Trader. I played somebody that I used to know. I played another one too, I think. No, that was it. Let's do Happiness, the the first single from the album. Happiness. Let's Uh, see. Where are you, Happiness? That's like towards the bottom. The Gondola Man. The Gondola Man. Gondola Man. All right. Let's get into Happiness, The Gondola Man by Elliot Smith.
That's Happiness, The Gondola Man. This is one of the songs I feel would have sounded better if it was just him, without the full band. Maybe. It also had um, backup vocals from, sounded like a girl, too. Yeah, do you know, who was that? I didn't... I don't know. I don't nope, know. Nope, that, uh, that was Elliot Smith. Oh, Elliot Smith, Smith the whole time? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it Singing was that. <clears throat> yeah, um, so that's just the first single that was released for the album. They made a video for it, too, or he made a video? I'm not sure. I never. The only video I saw from this album was Son of Sam. Okay, maybe I'm crazy wrong. Where he's chasing that balloon. Yeah, but I mean, this is it's not this is not a bad song. It's a decent song. It's It's not a banger. It's not bad. Yeah, middle of the road. I mean, this is just another kind of him lyrically. I feel like it's just him talking about letting him be himself around somebody he cares about, and because that'll in the end that'll make him happy and hopefully make her happy too. Showing that he can let his guard down and show him show his true self. That's kind of what I got from this song. But I don't know. I don't know. <clears throat> you got anything about this song, Jeff? What do your notes say? No, this is actually one of my least favorite songs on the album, too. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Just what, because it's a full band. It's a very, like, spacious song. It's very just kind of it's just, it's loud. Just, not it, loud. It's nothing, it's nothing that we haven't heard before, but it's also everything put together into a song that really just doesn't have any like clear direction and it just it, it's it's almost like hey we have all these concepts and themes that we've been doing let's put them all together and see if it works and they went for it and for me it just didn't work yeah this is very boring okay fair enough fair enough um should we play anything else should we wrap it up what do we want to do here any more bangers on your list jeff uh, I have no more bangers. I mean, I could do. We could go on like all day about just like his lyrics and like his song structure. There were several songs, especially "Stupidity Tries." I think that he really kind of flexed like his songwriting style. In that, I like I like the way he switched up his rhyming schemes on the non-stupidity tries lines. For instance, on those verses, on those verses, 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 <laughs> he's he's going like the A A B B kind of like rhyming scheme while the other ones is like a b a b type of mm-hmm. thing and i think that's kind of cool that he kind of switches it up within the song itself and that song doesn't really have like a chorus other than that line stupidity tries yeah and stupidity tries. i think that's really fucking cool and i think the drums are really cool in this one there's a lot of good feels fills feels 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 and there's a lot of tom usage a lot of tom usages so tom I like DeLong that a lot. usages that was not a what banger I, for me, but I really like that song. What I thought was interesting about his his structuring of the songs too is that some of the songs, might, "Stupidity Tries" might be one of them, but it, they don't have choruses. But then it's like five verses, and maybe like one little hook. And I, I it, he does have a very interesting way of structuring his songs sometimes to to get the story across, you know. So he doesn't. It doesn't seem like he likes to waste time when he's trying to tell the stories. Well, a lot of the songs are really short too. Yeah, they they are. And I, and I like that, you know. I mean, it, it, it's interesting. It's cool, you know. He doesn't drag anything out, which I like a lot. It's kind of punk. Yeah, it is. It is. I guess so. Yeah. It truly is. Definitely, definitely. He's Pimo, um, punk emo, Pimo, Pimo. I don't have any other bangers on here. I mean, like I said, the the all acoustic ones are usually the better ones. Um, I think like another another I don't know point of. A topic here would be the can't make a sound when he talks about why would you want any of the world 
when you're a world within a world. Wait, what song was that? Can't make a sound. Okay. And that that specific line too, like a lot of things I read online was there were so many different interpretations of that. And it was why would you want any other world when you're a world with any world type of thing. Yeah. I don't really know if I like that lyric very much. It's like why it's do you want weird. all of this? Why do you want all of this stuff when you being yourself should be enough? Yeah. But you could but also then, take it as why would you want an afterlife, any other world, if you're already with any world, the present, with any world like the earth, but it sucks. Like why would you want another world that sucks if you're already in a world that sucks? Yeah. And I think that's almost kind of like the way he was going, but there were so many different things people were saying online. And so I was just curious if you guys had anything on that one. I mean, I understand that. I, he's just a very depressed guy. And he just, from the sound of it, his music, he likes to complain about things. He likes, that's, that's just straight up what it is. That's what I'm saying too. And like, I hate to like, I don't know. I hate to be so callous, but was he depressed? Is this just like all an act? Did he just... Did he just it's, take that to the next level where he says, people expect this of me, so I will, this sounds terrible, but I will, I, I will, I will finish what I started type of thing. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't man. know. He just, I mean, and even in this song, like to, to round out the album with him talking about all of his issues with losing somebody and everything. And then his entire career is writing music for people. But then in this song, he talks about his distaste for the monotony of touring. Like exactly. That's like, why did you touring. fucking continue to yeah, do it? Why did you like continue? He, he can't think of anything to be positive about. And I understand the music for him is something is an outlet for him to not feel so depressed, and it's just a way to get to get away from it. But, but I like mean, at some point, him. yeah. Though, but in order to make the music, you got to tour to support it. Yeah. No, that's very true. Even back then. But it's almost like now. he hated doing the music, and then his yeah. real life was the outlet. And like the music was like a chore for him, and he fucking hated doing the music. Yeah, I feel like the only the only positive song on this record is "L.A." Because I mean, it, it's probably one of the most upbeat songs on the record. It, but you know, it, lyrically, it talks about you know he wakes up one day and he's actually not feeling depressed. He he doesn't want to kill himself, and then he's happy that he hadn't offed himself the night before. And he talks about like how great the day is and all these positive things are happening during the day and he's just so happy he didn't kill himself. And that's mm. really, that that was smack dab in the middle of the album, but then you just get right back into, you know, I'm Maybe self, that day was a dream. That was one that of the most been, yeah. like beautifully crafted songs on the album because each verse seemed to have its own high point and low point with the overall theme, like you said, of I'm glad I didn't commit to it last night. But yeah. not only like the lyrically, but the guitar too. If you listen to the guitar, the guitar plays really like lower notes, and it's getting it's very low parts. But then, like during the high parts, and then later on, the guitar go, kind of goes higher, and it gives you that kind of like high and the low feel, and, and you get that that feeling of like when Batman said the night is dark is just before dawn. Actually, Batman didn't say that. Harvey didn't said that. <laughs> but the night the night is dark is just before dawn. It was that, in Batman. That kind of feeling. It was in Batman. Yes. But that, yeah, that I, see I like that, that that song specifically has this lyric that which is why I think like dude, what are you fucking doing then? He says I can't go home, it's not on my way, and you just think like what like where the fuck? First of all, like where 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 do you think your home is? And I think just that confusion in himself 
is either fake, phony, or he's so lost that there's I think there's no so lost. there's no coming back. I don't know. I, I think because I mean, from what I read too, he he grew up primarily in Texas. He moved to Portland uh, to stay with his dad, and then he stayed in Portland through his like early twenties. Then he decided to move to New York, spent several years in New York, and then finally moved to LA before he died. So it's like, he didn't seem like he found like a true place to call his own. I think he even, I read somewhere and it really, it really irritated me. Um, it said that he had a, ta- a, a tattoo on his arm of the Texas, state of Texas, yeah. but then he wrote something underneath it. And it was just like the, so it was so goddamn pretentious and like <laughs> gross sounding what he wrote. It was like two sentences of just like, talking about how I like Texas, but I don't like Texas, but I do like Texas. I don't remember exactly what it said, but it's just like, it goes back and forth. And it's like, dude, what the fuck are you talking about? And why are you getting this tattooed on your body? Like, yeah, that's how lost he was. Dude, he, uh, he, he doesn't was, know. I don't know. It I just, go back and forth with Elliot Smith. Like sometimes I feel bad, but then sometimes I'm like, just irritated. It's like, yeah, he gets really irritating. Yeah, I'm the same Ooh. way too. It's, 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 uh, it's such like high school wanna, shit. Yeah. And you don't want to feel bad for him. I mean, you, you want to feel bad for him, but then, Sometimes he makes it so hard to feel bad for him. Like that's why this conversation is so difficult. Because had he not killed himself, it would be so easy to shit on him, right? Yeah. But because but he, like, he did actually so commit to it, then you have to at least acknowledge the fact that he was troubled. Because it's not a normal thing to do. No. And so it's difficult to shit all over him because he did commit with it and he d- he did go through with it in the like most tragic, fucked up way too. One of the most fucked up ways. Yeah. Stabbing yourself. When that, mm. when that dude stabbed himself on Death Stranding in the very beginning, I was, I was, uh, I was taken aback. It's part of the story. <laughs> and Tyler's never going to play it. Well, anybody listening, are you going to finish it, Jeff? Uh, I highly, highly doubt I'm going to finish it, but I will play more of it. I just All hate right. walking. That's what it seems like. All you do is walk. I don't like walking in real life. Why the fuck would I want to walk in a video game? <laughs> so I bought a car, so I don't have to walk. That's true. That's true. All right. Uh, let, let's wrap this up. We've talked about pretty much every song. Um, let's give our final thoughts and rate it and then get the hell out of here. So what are your final thoughts, Michael? Uh, you go first. Okay, I go first. Uh, this, uh, this to me, was it, it was better than either or. This is probably the best I've heard of Elliot Smith. Some, some pretty good songs, some pretty not so good songs, but nothing as a total stinker. Uh, I can't see myself really getting too much more into Elliot Smith. I'm sorry, Mike. I know you love the guy, but I just, it's it's not my cup of tea. I, this type of music isn't really for me, and I don't know, man. There, there's a lot to unpack here. So I'm going to have to give this one – I'm going to give it a 1.75. Out of our three-point rating system. Oh, that's so low. A, a three oh, is shit. a perfect album. A two is a good album you're going to continue listening to. One is a bad album, but give it a shot. Zero is don't even bother with it. And the reason why I can't give it more than that is because I'm never going to go back to it. Is like, it better than Britney? Songs. This song is better than that Britney album. But that's because I actually did research on this one and I read about it. And it I read about it's his progression life. and I'll take it. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, I guess I could give it like maybe a 1.8, 1.9, but I'm never going to come back to it. So I you can't give it You don't have like any like acoustic playlist that you'll put any of these songs on? No. I mean, the closest I have to like soft music is like... My like night night corn night music, which is like very kinda, <laughs> more like atmospheric night stuff. Night corn. <laughs> what? Corn. It's night corn music. I didn't say night corn. Mike said so that. Mike said it as you said night. So know, it sounded like idiot. night corn. <laughs>
Like I could totally see you making a night corn playlist too. I probably would. Maybe one day I will. Oh god. Maybe today I will. But no, I I I'll, I probably won't ever go back to this. And I don't have any like acoustic playlists. I I won't do it. Acoustic. 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 All right, I'll go next. All right. What do you got? So I feel like this is maybe his third best album. I'd probably put either or at top and self-titled number 2. Uh this is definitely like his best um, kind of album with full band, I would say, at least for some of the songs. Um, at the end of the day, rating wise, I would go two point three five. Not even a perfect one for you. Nothing's perfect. Mike, oh either oh or is a two point nine. Oh, Michael, uh-huh. you're in. You're out of your mind. Every some some things are perfect. I mean, this is not one of them, but what's perfect? Yeah. I'm not gonna. We're not gonna yeah. get into this fight. All right, Jeff. What are your final thoughts and what are your rating? What is your rating? My final thoughts are: um, I was I actually picked apart. I've been picking apart slowly at the wax on the bottle. Uh huh. So I had like a handful of wax, and then I put it all in my mouth and then chewed it. So it became Ew. like this big ball, like gum. You're really chewing on just that the wax on the bottle? Well, not anymore. I, I threw it in the trash. Ugh. What is wrong with you? <laughs> you never so had like gross. nickel nips. Had what? Nickel I've nips. nips. Oh, the those little candies? Yeah, those little yeah, like uh, the, the, they, they look like they lips. little sodas. Yeah, no, those are gross. They're delicious. Whatever. No, they don't taste like anything. No, the, okay, so n- not the lips, nips. They they're oh li- the ones the little, little like soda bottle ones. Yeah, right? the little juice inside of them, but they're made of wax. Yeah, but the wax doesn't taste like anything. It's the juice inside that you. But you, you put want. the whole thing in your mouth and you oh just chew God. on it. That way, like it releases slowly into your mouth, and it's like having gum. And candy at the same time. It's delicious. You're crazy. No, you're fucking crazy. Yeah, my final thoughts are this is this album was uh it was better than I thought it was gonna be. This album was better, I think, than either or. Oh. Because okay. that because not every song was the same. Not every song was structured the same. I think he pushed his like musicianship further than he did in either or. I think he's a great songwriter when it comes to like writing acoustic songs. And that's what either or was. He he just he knew what he liked to do. He knew what he was good at, and he did it over and over and over and over and over. But this one, he kind of pushed the boundaries of himself and then his music. So, given all that, and the fact that I've only added like two or three of these songs to playlist, I'm gonna give this just a solid two. Solid two. All solid right. two. That's what I expected from you. I yeah. didn't expect you to do more than two, but no less than two. No, definitely. So. There's no. There's no way in hell I would give this less than a two. If anything, it would go up. <laughs> but like I said, the only reason I gave it just below two is because I'm never going to come back to it. I just won't. Maybe you will. Maybe you know. No, it's true. You never I, know. So I, then I, you're, I you like should that give you're, it a two. But at this point, I won't. I like that you're 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 giving credit to the rating system and being honorable to that. Absolutely. I Why wouldn't I? That? Because I ain't I, no knucklehead. Because you give perfect out perfect scores. Like you fucking get like I said, you give them out like they're Halloween candy all the time. I don't. He'll Corn, be like, per- oh, I perfect during three. the album breakdown, well, this song was garbage. This is the only bad song. And then I'm going to be a perfect album. Exactly. I think in the last like three. 20 yeah, episodes, exactly. I've only given one perfect album. I'm that was like Louder Now. I didn't give, oh, I gave Louder Now perfect. You're right. So two. two. I gave I gave Louder Now and I gave that Black Sabbath so album. So you're, totally you gave it just doubled. Yes, exactly. It doubled to two. Doubled. Yeah. Doubled. It doubled. Doubled. Oh my God. You guys are all out of your goddamn. Oh my god! I'm in love with your girl, but she's out of her mind. 
All right. Well, thank you, Mike, for for joining us on the pod. Uh, it was a treat for sure. You haven't been on in a while since Silverstein, which I didn't give a perfect uh, score to. But um, maybe Mike will be on sometime soon. I don't know. Maybe next weekend if he wants to come on. He's more than welcome. Uh, I mean, we have four more Elliott Smith al- albums to do. So. <laughs> oh Dude, that, we're done with <laughs> Elliott Smith for at least like a year. <laughs> we do it every two years. <laughs> okay, That's how we deal. do it. That's the deal. Right. Okay. I'm down to do Rooney right. before Elliott Smith. <gasps> Rooney. Huh? Mm-hmm. Maybe. All right. Well, thank you all for listening to the pod. This is Asinine Radio. Go follow us on social media at Asinine Radio. Uh, rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes. And I guess that's it. That's all. Thanks again, Mike, for coming on. Thank you. Beautiful. David, 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 David.